Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello, everybody. Thank you for listening to this episode of Failing Better. This is Sean McLaughlin uh, with Johnny Pelham. Hello. Uh, we've got an important message, which is, uh, if you like the show, please uh, subscribe. Please subscribe to the show, no matter how you're listening to it, or give us a rating or a review, because it helps the algorithm. It means that we seem very popular, and that's what the world is all about. Right, Johnny? Crucially, please give us a good review. No, yeah. no less than three stars. No, I. Five, the thing is with all of them is like it's either five star or nothing. I think that's the thing all with right. podcasts. So five, um, give us five stars. Yeah, or go fuck yourself. Okay. Um, <laughs> also, we forgot to mention in the main part of the first episode, uh, we have got a, a Twitter page which Johnny will tell you. <laughs> it is failing better. Is it? Nope. <laughs> What is it? It's at Failing Pod. So oh, follow right. us on Twitter for at Failing Pod for videos and fun tweets. And we also have an email address if you want to ask us for any questions or want to be in touch about anything else. <laughs> and Johnny will just tell you that. Uh, failing better at gmail.com. Wrong again, Johnny. It's uh, <laughs> Failing Better Pod at gmail.com Perfect. if you want to contact us. Thank you Slick, so much. Smooth. Thank, <laughs> thank you so much for listening. Hello, and welcome to episode two of Failing Better, with me, Johnny Pallum, and you. <laughs> yeah, and me, Sean McLaughlin. Woohoo! And together we are... Failing, Failing Better! It's got legs, that, as an idea, I think. I think so. So how are you, Sean? Have you had a good week this week? I've, uh, well, I should tell you and the listener that I've just gone swimming for the Did first... Did you say the listener? I like the idea that's one listener. <laughs> Just tell you and Mike, uh, the one listener that we've got left after episode one, uh, I've gone for a swim, Johnny, uh, for the first time in about five years. I don't mean this offensively, but I think it might come across offensively. The idea of you swimming is hilarious to me. I just can't imagine. I just imagine you, for some reason, going on in a full diving suit. <laughs> well, what, I mean, why would that be hilarious anyway? I don't. No one I was just... laughing at the joint that I went to. <laughs> Didn't. Was it was it fun? Did anyone laugh at you? No. The, 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 I'll be honest, though. Uh, the thought did enter my mind that people would laugh at me. And I, <laughs> I've been putting off swimming for a long time. What made you go swimming? Um, I just... I, 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 it's good for you, isn't it? That's what people say. I, I was having a bit of brain fog, <laughs> and I was sort of struggling to sort of get going in the morning. 
And I thought, right, if I get back swimming, that'll help release endorphins and help me achieve things. It's actually good for this podcast, actually, to talk about it. Um, But here's the thing, Johnny, is uh, doing nothing with your day and brain fog and feeling bad about it is not ideal. But it is somewhat more ideal than having a genuine (laughs) friggin' panic attack in the water while you're topless, Um, (laughs) which is what I thought I was going to have. And how did it go? It was fine. I swam for 40 minutes. I feel like death. I feel non-stop. like total death. That's amazingly impressive. No, it wasn't non-stop. I stopped for a bit. I, I, I sort of was... It's really good, actually, the pool, because uh, I was... I have this idea in my head about gyms in general that they're... Like, I've, everything I learned about gyms, I learned from, like, the nutty professor. <laughs> where I feel like if I go to a gym, it's just going to be a bunch of buff guys going you fat fucking idiot you'll always be a nutty professor or whatever <laughs> you but think actually- they say that to you you think they'd say to everyone who's fat they call a nutty professor yeah, I think I think it's the ref- I think it's the, the de facto reference point isn't it <laughs> for all of society I imagine, so. I imagine millennials are constantly referring to the nutty professor yeah yeah but actually you turn up and the thing is it's it was alright because I go in the mid- I went in the middle of the day it was off peak and because I live in a certain part of South London, it is just me, a bunch of 80-year-old ladies and a, and a couple of fat Polish blokes who seem very lost. <laughs> so actually, I felt very good about myself when I left. Um, I, swimming. I, last time I went to the gym, I lived opposite a gym. So I signed up to it out of a sense I, I must sign up to this gym because I live opposite. <laughs> went like three times in a year. Spent so much money. But I saw like... Such a heroic act of bravery. There was a man with the smallest penis I've ever seen, and he just had it out. And that man was not me. I can already <laughs> see the little, the little cogs whirring in your pathetic brain, Mr. Sean McLaughlin. But he was such a. He had such confidence about his little penis. Mm. I thought, mm. fair play to him. Fair play. <laughs> and then you, and then you realised you were looking in a mirror. Is that right? Hey, Is that what, <laughs> hey. Yeah. welcome to the pod. We are failing better. Um, well that's exciting Um, I've not been to the gym today what have you been up to let's let's talk about you Johnny enough of this Sean talk I've um, I'm I'm going on um, I'm going on a tour of my uh, award winning Edinburgh show coming to all cities uh, in the next couple of months potentially uh, after (laughs) after this podcast has already come out but maybe not depending on when we release the podcast no it won't be when does the tour start uh, two weeks ago. Okay. Well, <laughs> uh, but it's, right. um, it ends in the end of April. So if, between March and April are the key the key months. It's. Uh, I am loath to say this, Johnny, because you know we've got a fun little back and forth. But I saw that show at the Soho Theatre. What's it called? Off Limits. It is Off Limits. It's good memory that. It is really a staggering stand-up show. And I would recommend to you, Mike, listening, <laughs> and maybe anyone else who's accidentally listening, if Mike's maybe listening to it in the car and I love how the you windows called down. it Mike because you're staring at a mic. <laughs> Your brain has gone. It's a microphone. Let's call it Mike. Mike Michael Raphone. He's our only listener. Mike um, record a phone. But go and you should go see it. 
I might go see it again. Are you doing? You're doing it in London again? Yeah, I'm doing Soho. I don't know any of the dates. People keep asking me like, "Oh, when are you there?" And I just don't have any information. Yeah, but well, that's well, of go course, to my yeah. website, johnnypalmer.com. I really, I was. This was going to be a springboard to talk about something else, but really, it's just been a. You're going on tour too, aren't you? Yeah, I don't. I don't, Mike, I don't want you coming to that. I don't, it's not for you, Mike. Go see Johnny's show about. What's the show about, Johnny? Well, the how show, about you go into it? The show is a hilarious show about how I was sexually abused as a child. Fuck me. Hello. Um, oh, so it's another one of those millennials playing the victim card, um, trying to get some goddamn uh, sympathy. No, it's basically a show about that, which is quite heavy, but it is a funny show. Uh, yeah. And um, But what keeps happening is in interviews, because obviously that's quite a heavy thing to talk about, and a lot of people say... You shouldn't laugh at child sexual abuse. And to those people, I say, and, and, to, to those people, I say, Johnny is way ahead of you. Yeah. You will not be laughing. No, you cry, you feel sad, then you go home. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um, I keep getting put in like a Jimmy Carsh offence comedy. Like people keep trying to cancel me. Like those, I had a thing in the. He's trying, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not aware of anyone trying to cancel you, Johnny. In the so I did an interview for the BBC. And uh, which again sounds quite grandiose, but in it there was some woman who was like, "Well, I don't think child sexual abuse is funny, and I don't think Johnny should be telling jokes about it." In a in an article designed to promote <laughs> the tour, there was someone basically saying that the whole idea of my show was flawed, and it's not like like the show is about me dealing with the abuse, going to therapy, overcoming it. It's not just me being like, "Isn't being isn't." fucking raping children fun you know what I mean that's not what they show that's the first clip I think that's the (laughs) clip for this episode but anyway so that's so I keep having to deal with I really I love that as an idea you did an interview on the BBC and the BBC's whole thing is they're impartial and their way of being impartial now is if you're doing something on there to promote something like if you're promoting a book (laughs) you get to talk about how good the book is now people should buy it and go and now our next guest is someone who hates the book and the the woman had never seen the woman had never seen the show, so she would just. And also, the woman was a, a woman campaigning for a men's rights charity. So basically, that's a, that's a red flag. That basically, she's fucking crazy. I mean, I'm <laughs> <laughs> did you did you plug the podcast in this interview with the BBC? Because that is mainstream. Did, 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 at the end, did you go? Oh, uh, by the way, uh, failing better every every Tuesday. No, of course not. I didn't even know we weren't. We didn't even have a podcast when I um when I gave that interview. You and should have it, pre, you should have preemptively re- promoted it. Though. That's what I, I'm doing. That with my on my tour, which is you know all cities, same as Johnny said. <laughs> um, I'm preemptively promoting stuff that I've not even considered doing yet i'm just doing it i'm promoting it in interviews on the off chance that i do end up doing it that's a great idea i might yeah, is, yeah, in yeah. the future yeah so people are going oh what are you up to apart from the tour i'm going yeah i'm in gladiator 2 <laughs> i've got like a decking company i'm you know i'm just I'm, I'm throwing a lot of stuff out there because if one of them's true then you're ahead of the game ahead of the game exactly that's the whole point um well that's exciting so it sounds like we've both had quite good weeks where we failed better Failing better. better. Um, should we talk about our? Um, should we talk about our goals? Whether we achieved our goals of last week? Yes, my goal is to stay alive. Spoiler: I absolutely <laughs> nailed it. Hello. Um, Do you want to tell the listeners how you stayed alive? I cancelled all my gigs. <laughs> <laughs> I was meant to be in Brighton, and then the storm. What was it Storm Eunice? Mm. 
was was lashing in from the south, and I thought, I don't want to do a gig. And then all the trains from Manchester were cancelled, so I was booked a megabus, and then I just thought, I don't want to get a megabus down. I just thought I might die, so I just decided to not do it. Yeah, yeah. And that was my they, goal. I thought, they, wait a minute, if I die here, then I've, I've not achieved my weekly goal. So for that reason, I cancelled all my gigs. Did you, did you cancel the show, or was the show... The show was cancelled, Sean. That's true, actually. The I was show going was cancelled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I think the show went ahead, but with comedians from Brighton. So they just okay. like... Because it did show how London-centric the industry is. Because all the turns from Manchester were cancelled. Then I rang the promoter up and was like, all the turns from Manchester were cancelled. And she was like, I'd still like you to try and get there. So then I booked a Megabus... And then all the trains from London cancelled, and she instantly called me up and said the whole gig was cancelled. <laughs> <laughs> well, as someone who lives in London, uh, I'm really glad that you, you dirty northern <laughs> Asbo branding fools, are starting to be aware of quite how immaterial you are to the rest of us. Oh, what a hurtful um, comment. Yeah, really, I'm very sorry about really that. Well. It's a shame, actually, because there was a chance you could have come to stay with me. If yeah, but you were dancing at Hootenannies, which is also hilarious. You've been swimming and dancing. This is like the most energetic Sean I've ever imagined. Yeah, yeah, I'm like, um, yeah, I'm, I'm living my best life. <laughs> Did if you? I'm not in the, if I'm not in the pool, I'm on the floor. <laughs> Did you enjoy your time at Hootenannies? Yeah, it was good. It's it's Hootenannies. If you, um, so hoot. Foot- for the listener, for have nannies. you been? You've been to hoot for nannies. It's basically where, where all the au pairs in London meet up, <laughs> have a good old dance, and I managed I to get in on a technicality because I'm technically your carer as a result of doing this podcast. Um, uh, I went and I had a job. I had a great time. I had a really good time. There were like live bands. I had a bit of a dance. I feel like I'm entering a new phase of my life. I feel like I'm... I don't know what's wrong with it. I don't know if doing this podcast is helping me, but I feel like I need to be in the world more. Like, I, on a whim, uh, donated to the RSPB the other day. I signed up for a regular donation. What is the RSPB? Um, The Royal Society for the Protection of Birds. (laughs) (laughs) Why is that funny? I think that's a good thing. Did you look at all the sort of... You know, poverty, asylum seekers, and sort of refugees in the world, and think no, no, it's birds and a parrot. That's what needs help. They've got boats. They've those guys have got boats. <laughs> they have wings. You ever seen a magpie on a boat? Have wings. <laughs> a wing is better than a boat. Anyone can say that. I think this is a, a look. This, you should like, be ashamed of yourself. You're you acting like a, it's not like I walked down the street and on the left of me was a bloke trying to make, raise money for starlings, and on the right was someone trying to raise money for homelessness. And I went birds every day. Um, well, that's a decision you've made. You've chosen birds over humans. I also give to human charities, particularly. I give to uh, human charities as well, Johnny. What about charities that? do you give to? The British National Party. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they seem like good guys. They seem all right. Uh, no, I I give to the Tories and Labour. I just want to make sure that I'm always <laughs> I'm always looked after, no matter. You're who like wins. a million dollar oil baron or whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Basically, I give to the two main political parties, and if the birds ever take over, <laughs> you're fine. Then I'm, I'm also covered. Is there any particular bird? I don't think of all birds. Well, just to check, we're not talking about women. Hello. <laughs> Please do give us a five-star review, by the way. This is a good time. <laughs> Got to give us a five-star review. I, um... I don't... They Well, British birds. Birds... 
<laughs> just good honest British birds, you know. Oh, fucking hell. It's for, um, yeah, uh, uh, but they gave me a pin. They gave oh. me a little pin with a magpie on it, which was nice. There's, they had other pins. They go, oh, do you want this? I go, oh, I'll have a pin for, an, for a pound. I'll have a pin because they're quite nice, like little well-made metallic badges. They go, oh, here's one. And it was like a like a trout. I don't. I don't. I'm not going to wear that. A trout. Like, That's not a bird. Yeah, I. I never got to the bottom of this. Actually, it seems <laughs> like they also. They also seem to look after. Fish. I think it's. These it's people are insane. You give them money to a clear. This isn't. This, is, this is bullshit. It's not oh bullshit. yeah, with a bird and fish organisation. Please give us some money. Um, I. You know. It's good. It's good. I'm 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 doing my bit. That's all I'm saying, Johnny. That's you good. know, my children are going to grow up in a world where political parties remain <laughs> two main political parties maintain their stranglehold over this country and there's still puffins knocking about. <laughs> and they'll be able to say thank you for this, dad. Daddy, thank you for this. <laughs> I go, daddy, thank you for this. Thank you for the puffins, daddy. Thank you for the low tax rates, daddy. I go, that I fought for that. I fought for that. What are your kids going to be able to say about you? Well, actually, what are your kids I, going to be able to say about you? I, go, oh I, I, oh, I pulled out of more gigs, so that that's what I did. I'm an ambassador for the uh, cleft... Oh, shit, I've got the charity sculpt. <laughs> You're ambassador for what? For the for Smile Train UK, which is an organisation... Smile Train UK, eh? Which is an organisation that gives free cleft lip surgery to people all around the world. Humans, not... You know what? If we saw a puffin with a clef lip, clef lip, we'd walk past it. And, you know, we'd go to a child who needs cleft lip surgery and we'd give it to them. Because we care about humans at the Smile Train UK. You and care about I, humans? What I can also say so far is all I've done for the Smile Train UK as an ambassador is receive uh, a, a package of gifts. <laughs> oh, I, did a, I did an interview where someone asked me, like, questions and then wrote up the answers... So really, it was like, a t- and then they've given me a hamper with like wine in it. Well, I don't me- understand. So you have a? Did you have cleft lip surgery then? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so what, I'm like, I mean, without is- being too ignorant, you know, I tend to focus more on, um, you know, bovine issues. And um, <laughs> what, yeah, what so- is cleft lip? What is a cleft lip? Is that when there's it's where your lip goes? Like, is, I don't quite know why, but goes up to like your nose. So like, can I say you're a terrible ambassador? I don't know why this happened, but this weird shit goes on. Anyway, send me more. I'm not gifts. a scientist. I'm a celebrity ambassador. <laughs> is that genuinely? Are you listed as a celebrity ambassador? Yeah, oh. and, and I get credit for that way more. Like two people have said, "Oh yeah, that's really amazing that you're part of this charity," and I say thank you, and then I feel a bit guilty because I have. Contribute nothing. I keep thinking I should do a charity gig. For, if I do a charity gig for them, will you come? We can sell more as a, as a as an audience member. You mean? Yeah, will yeah. I you're not going to be on. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, if I do a charity gig, will you appear? I'd be like, yeah, I'd love to. I'd be honoured. He said, will you come? You trying to sell? You trying to flog me tickets? I'm your co-host, Johnny. <laughs> you can sell merch. Can Here's how we doing... play it. You do a gig for the cleft lip. Uh, smile. What they called Smile Train. Smile Train. Which, by and- the way, it was my original name for this podcast. <laughs> that was my original idea. You do one for Smile Train, and at the other side of the road, I'll do one for Birds and Fish of the UK. Yeah. See who does better. See who makes the most money. This parrot is dead. That can be your opening opening gambit. This is a deceased parrot. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll do the full dead parrot sketch. That's that would yeah. get rolling. I'll in just the be. 
doing jokes about smiling. It's a sh- it's a shame that Monty Python never had a definitive sort of cleft lip surgery routine. I frankly, it's a fucking it's a disgrace. <laughs> it shows the ab- the fucking Oxford educated elite ableist wankers that they are. Yes, they were from Cambridge, not Oxford. Who cares about that petty rivalry? Go, row your boats and fuck off. <laughs> That's my opinion on the establishment. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, anyway, that was your short-term goal. <laughs> anyway, just, just to say, those are not the opinions of Smile to a New Care. As an ambassador, I can only apologise for anything that comes out of my I, horrible I would, mouth. I would love if this got uh, this got real traction in the press. Smile Train UK ambassador <laughs> goes on drug fueled rants about Monty Python. Drug fueled? I'm not on drugs. You no, but you'd have unless to unless you mean coffee. You <laughs> Wipe that look off your face, Johnny. Anyway, do do give us a five star review, listeners. Please, please do give us a five star <laughs> review. We really need it, and also um, give some money to Smile Train, and also to birds if you like birds. Yeah, give some money to Smile Train. They do incredible work. Um, they are. They gen- but- I mean, genuinely, yeah. they're a very good charity. I mean, genuinely, if you if you choose to give money to birds after hearing what Smile Train do, you're a disgrace. And I'm you looking s- at you there, Sean. If you see a pigeon, if you see a pigeon <laughs> knocking about, give them a fiver. <laughs> give them a fiver. Or you could give that fiver to Smile Train UK, and uh, and what is that help with? I assume that just helps with speaking and stuff like that. It helps. Well, yeah. So it's they get with... a lot of bullying, uh, and they mm. struggle to breathe. Um, mm. And they don't struggle to breathe. I don't think. <laughs> <laughs> I think you should. <laughs> Just go to town, Johnny. Just make up. You may as well just fill your boots. They get, they get, they get, get bullied. They, get they struggle cancer. to breathe. You instantly get cancer if you have a cleft lip. They grow tails. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, give, give money to that charity, please. Yes. Um, God, I really hope I don't lose the ambassadorship. <laughs> yeah, it'd be shame for you to miss out on that hamper every year, wouldn't it? It's, re- it's, re- it's clearly a source of great pride. <laughs> No, I mean, oh. when, I genuinely, when they offered it to me, it, I did feel very humbled and privileged. I'm not just like cloth this back desperately now, but it was an amazing charity. You should give money to it, and um, mm. you know they've all got cancer; they need the money. So we started this conversation by saying that you're not like Jimmy Carr. Uh, <laughs> good, that, good that you cleared that up with your <laughs> strange ramblings. After that, by the way, new listeners, every week we're doing. We're setting each other short-term goals because we're trying to improve ourselves and that's what the point of this podcast is. Probably should have said that about half an hour ago. (laughs) Um, Mine was for this podcast to be the biggest in the world. It's not been out yet. Yeah. It's not technically been released yet. You're listening to this. Maybe it's not failed. It's just, it's like a technicality. You know what I mean? I don't believe in technicality. I think that's loser talk. I believe that's loser talk because, you know, if we're really going to, improve ourselves if we're really going to get better if we're really going to get to the fucking top if we're going to win 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 and win which is all our aim uh i don't believe in technicalities you win or you lose we lost we lost god brutal words but i needed to hear it i think yeah yeah yeah. so we're not the biggest podcast in the world should have released an episode i mean yeah lesson learned there's learning there's learning learning there release an episode if you do yeah. release an episode 
make sure people have contact information and stuff like that. <laughs> Enough of this talk of ambitions and things like that. We uh, This is the first full, proper episode of the show, of Failing Better. And so... This is the first time that we're going to start actually actively trying to improve ourselves, which I'm sure many of you are thinking, how is that possible? How could you improve yourself? It's an impossible task, isn't it, really? Yeah. Uh, And we're doing this because... Well, no, we're not doing it because of anything. Um, We're doing it because we want to get better. Because we're lonely, we want to get better. Uh, But we're doing it through reading certain books and certain texts, and we're going to go over them, and we're going to see if they apply to our lives. What do you think, Johnny? I feel excited and happy to learn more about the world. Me too. Me too. Long live the birds. Uh, We'll see you after the break. (laughs) Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. This week, we're looking at Stephen R. Covey's book, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Um, now, there are seven habits here, but the, the first three habits are the habits of becoming independent. Habits four to six are interdependence, but I thought we we are not there yet. So it's just going to be the first three habits we're going to look at last, this week, if that's all right, Sean. Yeah, it's fine with me. I've got a question already, Johnny, yep. if that's all right. Who is this guy? Who, who is this Who is this guy? Uh, he's a very successful self-help guy who this book sold over 10 million copies. And my book is really old. So I imagine he sold more than that by now. 10 million and one by now. By now he sold 10 million and one copies. Have you you've read this book? I've read this book. This was like the first self-help book I ever read, which is what, it's the one that made me think, oh, this should be the 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 first one we, we go through together. Oh, that's lovely. So, yeah, it's like the genesis of your self-help journey. And of yeah. mine. I've never really read any self-help books. I read this when I was 16, which is, is says a lot about how and I just felt like if women, if I could become more highly effective, maybe women would want to shag me. When you out. said if women, I was really worried about where that sentence was going. But I you really turned it around. Where did you think it was going? If I women could be more effective. Think it's going to be I, a no, I, I never know where it was. Latent sexism? I'm not saying anything. 
Um, great. So the first habit. Mr. I know exactly what you mean by that. I, I know what done. you mean by that when you when you you know that's that that's the age where you have to. I do feel sorry for people who really got loads and loads and loads of girls when they were very young. Oh yeah, it must be so hard for them. I can't. I can't. Oh god, you and birds and people getting loads of sex young. God, you've got your fucking sympathies in the right place. If there's any charities out there uh, for people who got laid too much as teenagers, uh, I am willing to be an ambassador. I'll accept. I'm fascinated to know what the gift hamper would look like. Um, There's too many jokes there that I'm going to avoid. Sure. Yeah. Uh, um, Well, I think we should just get into it, Johnny. Oh, sorry. Is that too? Have you finished having your big swig of drink? Um, what do you think? Do you think that got caught on camera? Well, I know you did it, and you're on camera, so what a nightmare scenario. So the first habit: be proactive. Would you say you're a proactive man, Mister McLaughlin? What? Be proactive. But yeah. what does? How does he define it? I mean, do we do it? Should we? How does he define proactivity? He, def- I, he defines proactive in quite a peculiar way, really. Whereas I feel like what he's essentially talking about is the existential um, idea that we are all ultimately responsible for our own lives and that we, we are born alone, we live alone, we die alone, and we have to try and bring some meaning into this empty, meaningless world. Because I think that's how he defines it. Listeners, cannot repeat this enough. Got to give us a five star review. <laughs> You've got to. comedy podcast five star review. <laughs> what? What is that? What he means by be proactive? I thought he'd mean like I thought he'd be like a sort of a carpe diem, like get out there, the world's yours. It's but it seems of, like it's more like get out there, the world is terrible. So I've definitely seen this book through my own sort of nihilistic lens. Mm. But um, basically, that is the idea that we are responsible for our own lives is the central thrust of this habit. Um, and that, you know, we, we all have to make something of our life. I guess it's basically to people who are quite like maybe saying, well, I can't do that because of this or blah, 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 that actually, you know, you are you have to take responsibility for your life. Okay. I guess I guess I know where he's coming from. I mean, I'm a pretty proactive guy, I think, in general. I, I, well, what, I, what it is is I have very proactive uh, intentions. I do wake up a lot of days and go, I'm going to really do loads here. It's going to be great, and I'm going to get out there and I'm going to do it. But the problem is, whenever I stick my oar in to pretty much anything, I tend to make things a hundred times worse. So actually, my life is often better if I just sort of don't do anything and I let it kind of just wash over me. You know, like a sort of like a, I'm like, like I'm a roast dinner, and I just let life be like this gravy that just it just happens to me. You know, it's not something that. I sure, if affect. I got you in a restaurant, I'd send you back for sure. <laughs> this, this roast chicken is actually a tall man covered in gravy. <laughs> yeah, obviously. I mean, are you, is there anything in this about understanding metaphors? Is there anything in this guide about that? Because that that's seems to be the, another problem. That's the fourth habit, and we will not be clear. <laughs> we will not be looking at that today. Like, um, I try and take control of things, and I really try, I really try, like... I've had a lot of problems with my washing machine the last sort of six weeks. <laughs> Every time I call Sean, he's, he's making his washing machine situation worse. No, no, no here's the thing. I, it is broken, and I have made it my mission to fix it on my own. And then I finally got in an expert, and he said, this is a huge job. Why could you possibly ever think you could do this on your own? And I was like, why? He goes, in order to fix this, you have to dismantle your entire kitchen. <laughs> 
And I was like, well, I guess that's what I'm doing then. <laughs> Why did you have to do that? Does it make any sense? It's because one of the pipes is clogged. It's very boring, but... He's pump- having you on, mate. You can do it. <laughs> He's just, he just wants a, a quick thousand pounds. You can sort it out. You just need to twiddle it a bit more. A hundred percent. I just need to twiddle it. That's what I kept saying to him. I go, well, I, I'm twiddling it. He goes, what are you talking about, bruv, twiddling? <laughs> um... But that's I, the problem. I mean, that was hard when I, I messaged my wife, who was away. She, she'd, like, gone away for a couple of days. I messaged her going, when you get back, this washing machine is going to be fixed. God is my witness. And then on the day she comes back, she goes, can you still pick me up? I go, yeah, we have to go via uh, B&Q because I, I've broken the kitchen sink <laughs> and I need to replace the U-bed. <laughs> and she goes, what? I go, just... I was like, babe, just don't. Like, just don't, okay? So Are you stressed? Always, of course. It's, it's perpetual. It's when perpetual. You are a very stressed man. I always imagine you falling down a well. You know what I mean? Like marching with a suitcase somewhere seriously and then just accidentally slipping and falling over is how I imagine your life to be a lot. How many wells have you fallen down in your life? Look, you could count the amount of wells I've fallen down in my life. On on that on on just the hands that God gave you, but this is not, this is not a podcast about wells. All right, this isn't well cast. Um, I I I don't. Know. Are you? What's, what do you? What do you do that's proactive? I mean, do you take this into your? I no, I don't. I I'm I'm a incredibly reactive man. I I'm the opposite of you. I know I'm shit, so I just avoid doing anything. You know what I mean? Like that's how I live. Really, like I feel like like things are better. When I'm not involved. Yeah, yeah. But the thing I am, I think I'm really scared of dying. So, like, that's why, that's where, like, existentialism gets me. Because I'm just, like, and sometimes people are, like, quite arsy about, like, being scared of dying. Like, I had a friend who was like, well, we're all going to die. Why are you scared of it? And then, but then I just go, well, you were scared of baked beans. <laughs> <laughs> it was great, because he really had a go at me for, like, being scared of death. He was like, well, we all die. What's your big fear about death? And then I said, do you have any fears? He said, baked beans. I was like, this is fantastic news. Well, I guess the baked beans in his uh, in his head is death then. I mean, it, all fears come back to death, don't they? And so in his head, baked beans are the physical manifestation of, of, of our own... Well, it must be. All fears uh, come from that, don't they? This podcast has got to be called Baked Beans Are Death. <laughs> <laughs> so why was he so scared of... I mean, how did you find out he was scared of baked beans? Did you... I just said, do you have any fears? Because he was... He basically thought the... Oh, he didn't even hide it. You went, no, do you have any fears? He went, baked beans. Yeah, yeah. I, Are you no, sure he wasn't taking the piss out of you? No, 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 because then I got baked beans. And so, you know, <laughs> I went, woo Then he killed me. We all got off our fear that day. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, oh. so... But death is, death is terrifying, I think. Are you scared of dying? No, I've died hundreds of times. I don't Whee. need yeah, it, it, I mean, in general, all the death stuff, all the... I'm actually pretty good with it. I sort of don't mind. I don't... I mean, I don't Do you have mind. any fears? Uh, I don't think so. You don't have any fears? I'm fearless. I mean, you know me. I'm, I'm a... I'm a... No, nothing. Nothing that, nothing that keeps me up. My wife is terrified of rodents. And like that's a genuine phobia. I'm not scared of that. I think I'm scared of. Um... No, do you know what I'm scared of? I'm scared of being told off. 
I'm scared of getting a bollocking. And, that's, and that's the most pathetic thing you could be scared of. How's that? What you just said you had a mate who was scared of bed, baked beans. <laughs> yeah, but at least the thing about being told off it means that really what you're, you're really you're just scared of any form of judgment mm. that isn't mm. approval. Yes, yes. Five star reviews, listeners. <laughs> yeah. Cannot stress this enough. Five star reviews. Capital. Sean McGotkin should go fuck himself. No, but I, I, I think it's more like it's not like it's a fear. It's a sort of it's always with me. I think I live my life as if I'm always about to get told off. You think that school or childhood? Where do you think that comes from? Must be. It must be. Were you told but, off a lot like, as a kid? Um. Yes, I think for and I think maybe I was told off. It wasn't proportionate to what I did. Yeah, yeah. Like I talked a lot. Yeah, and and like made a couple of jokes and stuff, and I would get bollocked about as hard as if I was literally beating the hell out of another student. Yeah, yeah, by the Which teachers. I, I, yeah, by the teachers. That's mad. Why? Do you go to? Why do you think that was? I don't know. I don't know. They couldn't control me. I think that I think they knew I was. Um, You're uncontrollable. I mean, you are th- short uncontrollable with Gotlin, aren't you? I think they. I think they were aware that a great artist was in their midst, and they were intimidated. Yeah, do you think that's do you think that's right? That's what I've told myself for the past twenty five years, and that's what I I'm going to keep telling sense. myself. When I look at you, I do think great artist. <laughs> the great artist swims amongst us. I um I thought about this the other day. For example, now how do you think of this? Is an overreaction? We were doing sex education, so there's tension in the room, and uh, we were in a science lesson, and the, and the teacher put on a video, and uh, someone in the video says the word penis. <laughs> And still the, funny, still funny. It, still great stuff. Uh, and the teacher looked at us and went, penis. That's, we call it a penis, okay? And I just went, aw, can't we call it a ding-dong? <laughs> and he and sent me fought- out and I got detention. I was like, that's nothing. That's... <laughs> and you, in your head, you were thinking, they know a true artist <laughs> amongst like- us. I was like, <laughs> I've, I've said the word ding dong. They are intimidated by my intellect. They were like, Hemingway has found his way into this man's <laughs> mind. We must crush him. I remember I got told off loads because I, was, I wasn't wearing a tie in school and someone said, where's your tie, a teacher? I said, Thailand. <laughs> that, was, that was when I know there was genius in this old noggin. <laughs> Thailand, just a land full of ties. Be proactive. That's number one. So, and, and so What's number you, two? What do you think? What's number? Just, I, I think I, I think I'm already proactive. Is what I'm trying to say. I think all I'm right, already well, there. So just to let the listeners know, if you want to make your life better, what you first of all have to do according to this book is make yourself um, fully responsible for the life you are living. Look at your life. Go. What do I want it to be? How can I make it better? That is the first step. The second step. But that's even that though. That's I don't agree with that. All right, Mr. McLaughlin. What, what do if you my house? What if my house collapses? I go. Oh, I'm responsible. Like, but why? I mean, why if, is- if my house res- if my house collapses, <laughs> I probably am responsible. Yeah, but yeah. like, you've, you've tried. But what if it? Like, I don't know. But but it's not denying circumstance or chance or ill fortune. But what it's saying is that ultimately, um, you are the maker of your own life. And so, if you're like, I guess, if your house collapses, you can either you know lie in the mud, crying. Or you can, you know, get a bloody shovel and start building a new house. Get a bloody shovel with a Charlie Chaplin picture around the corner? No, thank you. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, I like that. I guess I know what they mean. But part, I always think about, like, people in North Korea. Like, what? You're not going to say that to them. But this book isn't for them. Like, this book is aimed at, sort okay. of, 
It was liberal Western democracies. It's not designed for people. It says that explicitly on every page. <laughs> Just FYI, if you're a Pyongyang, this is not for you. Yeah, yeah. Read a different book. You might you might be murdered for this book, so stay away from it, please. All right, fair enough. Um, um, the second what- is begin with the end in mind. So that basically means before you begin anything, know where you want to go, because otherwise you can work very hard, but actually be working in the wrong places. Okay. So, what? Um, what give me an example. How are you doing that? What's going on there? How much? So, for instance, I decided I wanted to have a podcast bigger than Joe Rogan, right? Mm. That's what I wanted. How did I go about that? I called up my favourite, most funnest friend, Bobby Mayer. He already had a podcast. He couldn't do it. Then I called up my second favourite friend, Red Richardson. He was doing the same podcast. It was a nightmare. <laughs> Eventually, got to you, and I thought, right. How many, how many down the list did you get to me? How many? Let's not go into that. You know, lists can be long, can't they? Anyway, eventually I got to you. Gutted, I was. Gutted. It's been a long day. You know that, you know, I'd sort of had a few pints and got delirious. I thought, maybe Sean. Maybe Sean. I thought, not fucking Sean. Anyway, call you up. Um, and then I thought, you know, we can make this podcast. So that's, the beginning was, let's. The beginning was yeah. do a podcast with Bobby Bear. Yeah. And then we got to you. A tale as old as time. <laughs> no, not really, Sean. You were my first choice. We Thank talked you. about it when we were eating pizza. Yeah, we were eating pizza. I mean, I guess that's it. Our, our aims is for this podcast to be the biggest podcast in the world. And yeah. so what is it? What's the what's the tip again? Begin with the end in mind. So what's the end? The end is us The end is what, us at be- Wembley Stadium doing this podcast. Yeah. Yeah. And so so then you think, right, what do I need to get there? I need um a hilarious personality. Tick. I need uh, <laughs> I need a good producer. Tick. Tick. I need um a good co-host. Tick. Yes. No, none of us expected us to tick that, did we? And so then, you know, so that's what it is, really. Okay. But then there's, the thing is with that is... I guess the fundamental there's a lot is... Of, uh, you basically saying have, have specific ambitions. As we were saying, or, have specific ambitions. And I guess get clear about what you want. Because so, you can be very busy by just working in the wrong thing and then it's pointless. So, like, get clear about what you want. Clarity before you... What's that thing where they say you can build, you measure? Here we go. Here we go. Johnny, Johnny's about to, Johnny's about to uh, impart some real wisdom here. I can, I can get the impression. <laughs> Listen, listeners, this is this is what you listen to the podcast for. Johnny's about to give a brilliant piece of life advice. What's that thing that they say you can build, Johnny? And it, uh, by the way, Johnny, for a man who says you want to have the biggest podcast in the world, your mic technique is dog shit. <laughs> I really get into that microphone, and I want you to. What do you mean? No, just, my mic technique's bad. No, it's fine. Let's let's. What what are you going to say here? What what am I doing to our one audience member? <laughs> that was a callback. Remember, um, you measure twice, build once. It's an old construction analogy where you should measure twice to make sure that's right. So then, when you build, there's no errors later on. A very wise bit of advice that came to me possibly in this book. Measure twice, build once. Yeah, because if you measure wrong. You might have to build twice. Yeah, I mean, I, I got it, Johnny. It's not that complicated. Because basically, the point you're saying is, it's good to measure something a few times, <laughs> because then once you've got it right, then obviously when you build it, 
you're less likely to come into problems because yeah, yeah. a couple yeah. of times. Yeah, Johnny, I, I am getting it. <laughs> yeah, I'm so, getting it. Basically, look, it's quite complicated, but I'll try and be a stepfather. Johnny, Johnny, I'm already there, mate. I'm already there. What I'm trying to say is, I don't know how that's relevant to this podcast. What do we? Me- what's the measurement of this podcast? So you get a ruler. Basically, you get a ruler, right? And then you start measuring. And if you measure it well, then you only have to build it once. Is it like... Basically, is that rule... That's one of those things where you go, the rule is like, prepare f- to do something and then do it. That's what that means. It basically means it prepare to... Prepare. Obviously, Sean, you can you can shit on everything with your cynical little worldview, your little nihilistic worldview. But ultimately, this advice will take you to the top. Okay, so how has this advice helped you? What have you measured out here, and 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 what have you built in your life? What have you built? What's what's the thing you think you've built in your life, Johnny? I built a, a, a life with a, a wonderful woman, a dog, and a home. And how did I do that? Once I set out and said, I want a woman. <laughs> <laughs> I want a home and I want a dog. Had I not written that out, I don't think I'd have got there. But I remember yeah, yeah. writing in my book, one day I'll have a woman. Here I am. Yeah, good. Well, you measure the it listeners, out. if you want a woman or a man, <laughs> write in a book. That's the beginning. Begin with the end in mind. Begin with the end in mind. Um, all right. What's, is there any, what's the other thing? The, the, other, the last one is first things first. So once... Basically, this is just, such shit, this book. What is he talking about? It's anyone could write and say stuff like that. Oh, I'm sorry. Do you think first things should be second? No, you, I you just... stupid man. I don't think you should sell 10 million copies of a book if the main piece of advice is first things first. That's something my grandma used to say when she was making a cup of tea. Oh, not, she sounds I, like an incredibly wise woman <laughs> who maybe if you'd listen to you wouldn't be fucking, you know, going swimming on a Tuesday. <laughs> As if that's a problem Going swimming A lot of people Elon Musk was down there Elon Musk Was he? Yeah yeah That's exciting Okay go on then First things first So basically You should do first things first (laughs) Well that was the pod everyone Thank you so much for listening (laughs) But this this is an interesting idea The idea is So Sean right Let me ask you a question Give, give, Give me a hypothetical situation and, and let me see what I would thing, do and what I'm doing wrong. If there's one thing in your life that you could do that would have a transformational impact on your life, what would it be? For this podcast to be the biggest podcast in the world. No, no, more specific than that. So like a, a practice. I think that's a very specific goal. No, but like a, pra- like a daily practice or a daily habit. Uh, looking at the numbers of this podcast and realising it is the biggest in the world. No, no, because in the, you're, what you're saying is achievement of a goal. What I'm trying to do is, is like a, something you could do every day, like exercise more. I do or, think this podcast could be the biggest podcast in the world every day. I think that's part of being the biggest podcast in the world. Yes, but what I'm saying is the, pod, the success of the podcast is to some mm. extent out of your control in that it relies on other people. What could you do as wait, a human being? So wait, you, wait, you could ha, wait, 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 wait. Wasn't the first thing that you said on this book... That everything is in your control, and now you're saying it's not in my control. But, but what I'm saying is, this is like a daily habit. You can't yeah. daily, you can't like every day wake up and be like, I've got like. You, why, why, why? Why not? Why you not? You can do that, but it'd be pointless, wouldn't it? You'd be in the shower going, "Oh, I've got the biggest podcast in the world," as you log on and seven people, all called Mike, are listening. How you doing, Mike? <laughs> um, all right. So what? You, you're talking more like a day-to-day thing. What I need to do. 
Yeah, like, you know, like buy some shoes or, you know, do your hair or just look a bit better. Have a bath, yeah, that's like that. my problem. I, I'm not, I need to buy shoes every day and I don't do it. That's my problem, Johnny. All right, yeah, buy but... shoes. That will go with buy shoes, shall we? <laughs> Great. Go on, Johnny. So basically, what I think you'll find is that there are... Oh, one minute, I'm gonna, I need to read the book. I'm putting my glasses on if I can read this book. <laughs> there are two different things. There is... Uh, oh, God! This is this is so sad, Johnny. You're really letting to, this go on. Is it good to read a book on a podcast? Is that good podcasting? I don't understand. I mean, you're saying. So basically, the idea is there are two things. There is. Um, oh fuck! I can't find this. This is such a shit book, man. This is terrible. <laughs> this book is a great book. Oh my god! All right, this is it. We're here. So there's there's important and not important. And there's urgent and not urgent, right? Oh, so these like what? So these are like sub clauses within part three. Yes. So, so the All idea right. is that there's stuff that is not important on, and not urgent. Okay. There's stuff that's urgent and important. There's stuff that's important but not urgent, and there's urgent and important. Yeah. Well, yeah. And so what? What the idea of this is that the one we ignore is the important but not urgent. So the thing which doesn't have a deadline, but is important long-term to do. For instance, buying shoes. It's an important thing to do, but it's not urgent. Being, buying shoes might be too stupid an example of this to work. <laughs> <laughs> it's an example that you yourself gave me. So, yeah, yeah, all right, go I, on then. I'm, I'm, I'm doing stupid. this on your terms 100%, Johnny. I'm just trying to understand who this fellow is. Yeah. Give me, all right, what's another one? Buying shoes, is, you think like that's fitness, too stupid? Si- fitness, say fitness. Fitness, all so right. So you want to go swimming? I, well, I've already done that. Uh, I want to in five years. I want to break the world record for breaststroke. No, no, you, you just want to lose a bit of weight. <laughs> like, I looking. don't think this book is very good at all because every time no. I give a genuine ambition, you tell me it's, you well, can't you've help. Got it. A genuine ambition to be the world's greatest breaststroker. Who wouldn't want to be the world's greatest breaststroker? Yeah, but it's serious? not feasible, is it? Look at you. You've not got the body of a breaststroker. The only breast you'll be stroking is. <laughs> Go on then, finish the sentence. Go on then, Mr. Charity Ambassador. You're um, fucking your wife in a loving manner during sex. Okay. Five, you've got to keep those five-star reviews coming, listener. Please. You've just got to keep... Please. God. This is... So, but the idea is that would be important because your long-term health is important. What? But Me swimming every day. Yeah. Yeah. Are, are you swimming? Are you getting in better physical health? Let's Me getting. All right. Let's let's for the final time. I'll go with this on your terms. To get, my goal is to get in better physical health. Even though anyone who could ever look at me would say that it's physically impossible. Even Arnold Schwarzenegger looks at me and goes, "You are a god amongst men." But whatever. Let's say I can improve. Yeah. 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 That's everything you've said is true. So. It's important that you lose weight. You know, you'll, you've got less chance of getting diabetes. You, you know, your heart will be better. Your skin will look better. There's loads of... It's an important goal. But yeah, it's not I get an that. urgent get goal because it's not like... There's not a deadline. Like, it's not... You know, so it's something that long-term... Isn't getting your health... Isn't... I hate to stop you there. Isn't getting your health important literally the... The literal definition of a deadline? Like, like if you do not do that, you are dead. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, but I guess it's not as pressing as an email in the morning, is it? Like, hello, I'm an email. 
<laughs> okay, so yeah, I've I've got to I've got to, got to tell everyone that I'm sending them an email. Yeah. Um, that is more well, no, urgent. That's... That is more urgent than me getting a better physical. Okay, Which, I'll give you that. Yeah. So, so the thing is that. It's not. This is the worst book I've ever. This is. This sounds like the worst book. I don't think it's helped you one bit. This book. Help me learn. Before I, um, as I've mentioned previously, I now live in a home with a dog and a woman. (laughs) This was not achievable for me before I read this book. Okay. Well, you were sixteen years old when you read this book. I mean, there's no fourteen-year-olds I know shacked up with like a long-term partner and a dog on their own. Well. Maybe there are. <laughs> if you're out there, send us an email. Join us next Tuesday for a fabulous new episode. Johnny, are you going to say anything? Are you? Do you I thought you. I thought do you, you forget were, that you're doing this? I thought you were wrapping up. You don't. Why do you need to hear from me? Because you're the fucking co-host, you dumb piece well, you of went, shit. You, look, you were talking about fucking Pop-Tarts for about 20 minutes and switched off. And then I thought, oh, he's doing a decent end to the punk. He's it's, not, it's not something you tend to hear from podcasts. So sorry, I've just really switched off there. <laughs> well, you were just, I thought, right, he's lost himself in a Pop-Tart reference. It's gone on for quite a while now. And then I thought, right, he's realised he's talking quite about Pop-Tarts. He's segwayed into a calm ending. We'll give the podcast an air of professionalism. I'll let him do that. Right. See you next week, guys. Yeah. For Failing Failing Better. Genuinely, though, if you can give us uh, a subscribe or give us a nice review. I mean, that was clearly worth five stars. Yeah, what we've done is worth five stars. And uh, go see Johnny Pelham on tour. And go see Sean McLaughlin on tour. Thanks, everyone. Bye. A podcast from producerpaul.co.uk. 